When you're married and live in a tree, send me a coconut COD. And when you're married and you have twins, don't come to me for safety pins. Uh-uh, nuh-uh, nuh-uh, uh-uh. Hey, hey, hey. This is Nancy Giles. Welcome to the Giles Files. Recently, we, producer Nancy Wyatt and I, had a chance to talk to some really cool, smart kids from Weehawken High School. And they woke us about a lot of things and took me back to my time as a teenager. So I went back and I looked at some of my old journals and diaries and realized, hey, I was cool and smart too, but in a completely different way. Here we go. Hi, I'm Nia Eberhard. I'm a sophomore currently and I'm 15 years old. Hi, I'm Luke Onaveris. Uh, I'm a sophomore and I'm 15. Hi, my name is Roland Eberhard. I'm 17 and I'm a senior. My name is Nadine Dewan. I'm 16 and I'm a junior. Now back in the day, uh, back in the good old days, <laughs> the people used to go steady and, and or people would say, you know, I go with so-and-so. Of course, the first time I heard someone say, I go with, you know, Donnie, I had said, where are you going? I didn't realize they meant going steady. So what's the story? Do you guys still like, you know, go steady, boyfriends, girlfriends? What's the story? Um, well, it's very different with social media. Yeah, tell me. <laughs> how? How? Well, yeah. Personally, I've never dated anyone or anything, so I don't have much experience Look, talking about anyone it. or anything, Nadine. <laughs> That's meant, what you just said. <laughs> I meant or I meant anything like that. <laughs> but um, but the way it usually goes is you find like a friend or an acquaintance on social media. You know, you have the social media profiles. You get to see what they look like, and you think, oh, I think you're cute. And then you know, you strike up a conversation on your phone, and then after a couple of weeks or maybe a couple of days, however long you want. After a certain period of talking, you meet up, you see how it goes. Um, that time when you're talking on your phone is usually referred to as the talking stage. And that could... <laughs> oh, they have stages. Yeah. For people as young as you guys, yeah. you're still in school. I mean, you know, keep, keep going, keep going. Keep, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Well, um, see, I never, I, I never became interested in one, someone like past the talking stage or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, after the talking stage, it's just. You date, I guess, yeah. Um, I mean, I've had a boyfriend for five months. I didn't meet him, like, online. I went to a football... I went, he goes to St. Peter's Prep in okay. Jersey City. So my friend Michael asked me... It was, like, the September 1st game. And then he was like, Oh, yeah, just come out to the game, you know? So then that was, like, the night like I first saw him, I guess. And then a week later, on, on September 7th, I... Texted him first. I like how you remember the dates. Yeah, the specific I remember. Date. <laughs> so I, I texted him first, and when I texted him first, it's usually the guy supposed to be to DM you, hey, but then I DM'd him, hey. So everyone was like, "Oh my God, you're breaking all the norms!" Like, go you! <laughs> I stand a queen. I was like, "Okay, guys, like it's just a text." <laughs> like everyone was just, and then people were like, "You've told now." I feel like I should text the guy like first. So like there was like a whole like trend of girls just like texting guys first because they found like courage in it. Have Hashtag Nia texted first. Yeah, I was first. like, wow, you know, like, I kind of started something <laughs> here. So we met uh, We met um, after exactly a month of talking on October 7th, and I remember it was really nice, like, hanging out with him. He was really funny. And I was like, wow, like, this is actually, like, he's a good guy. He's not, like, um, he's not, like, you know, like, some guy that's like, oh, yeah, I just want you for, like, one thing. Like, he's, he's like, interested in me. Like, we have really good conversations. He likes art, likes film. He travels. So I was like, wow, this is, like, a really good guy. Wow. So then that was the day that he and I make, made it official, I guess. But there's like other people that have like started relationships like on like through the through like a DM or like through a text and they've never met before. And they call that a relationship? Yeah. Like some people will be like, Oh yeah, my boyfriend of like 
two weeks. And then I'm like, wait, have you guys ever met him? And she's like, no, he lives in Chicago. And I'm like, okay, like, hold on a minute. You sure he's not, like, some creep on the internet? Many of so, these yeah. are people you're talking about that are your age, young people, yeah, doing like, this cross-country. Yeah, I had one friend, and she was, like, telling me, like, Nia, I found this guy that's really, really cute. I think he could be the one. And then I was like, oh, my God, what school does he go to? She's like, oh, I don't know, some school in California. And I was like, hold on, calm down. Like, this is not, what if he's, like, a 75-year-old creep on the internet. And then, so she, like, FaceTimed him to make sure it was, like, real. Because you can't really fake a FaceTime. Mm-hmm. I, that would that would just be kind of, like, hard to do. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, you, like, unless you were a mess. But he was, like, he was, like, a normal kid or whatever. Okay. So I was like, wow. Okay. But because it was, like, the distance, like, long-distance relationships never work out. Yeah, because you just, like, you, when you're in a relationship with someone, you always want to see them. You always want to be with them. But if someone, if you're in New Jersey and that person is on the other side of the yeah. country, it's just not going to work out. Also, I would think for someone that's your age, a long-distance relationship really couldn't work out. Yeah, that's just not going to happen. And also, like, on mo- most guys nowadays, they're, they like having multiple girls. Is that right? we got to hear, i got to hear the guys <laughs> back that up right now. Uh, Luca, what's the story? Is, uh, the, the term people frequently use it as is a side hoe. Side hoe. Yeah. Okay, let's hear Luca, break I it mean, down. Personally, I've never been in a relationship, mm-hmm. so I can't really say anything. So you don't have a side hoe? Never had one. So. Okay. <laughs> but uh, to have a side hoe, you gotta, you got to be in a relationship, and it's kind of a secret thing, I guess. Yeah. But uh, nowadays, I think relationships, they tend to be something for face, you know, like, as a, you know, to look good. That's kind of mature way of thinking. So yeah. are you biding your time until yeah, you yeah, find the right, yeah. you know, young lady? Yeah. Yeah? But yeah, I just feel like people are just jumping into it, you know, without really thinking. Just, oh, I want to be in this because so-and-so's in this. And Is I there wanna... pressure to, for people yeah, to pair for up? Sure, for yeah, for sure. You know, like, Curious. people are like, oh, they, they will look cute together. Or, oh, I'm in a relationship. You should be in one. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Let's hear what Roland has to say. Are you seeing anybody right now? No. All right. Were you? And if you were, how did you meet? Or what's the story? No, not really. I don't... So no side hoe over there either? No. No main hoe, no side hoe. I don't like hoes. You don't don't like hoes. I know. I mean, I'm just repeating these terms. I've never heard side hoe before. That makes me kind of laugh, even though it's horribly derogatory. Yeah. So both of you, interestingly, you're kind of like waiting. Yeah, I mean... Do you feel pressure to, you know... I feel pressure, but I'm not giving into it. Who's pressuring you? Society. Me. Society. It's so, yeah, what? You are? Why? Yeah. No, I feel like um, like nowadays for like um, young people, like especially social, social media really has brought this up too. We want to look as good as possible. It's the best we can be mm. online. We want to have the best public image of ourselves. And I feel like um, being in a relationship or giving the appearance of having a lot of women makes you look good to other people. Like when people post a picture on Instagram, like with like a girl, you know, that looks cool. You know, and I'll admit it does look kind of cool. The lock emoji. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay, I have to know what that is. What? Oh, I mean, it's just uh, what people do on Instagram. They'll put like the initials or something in an emoji, you know, like a lock and a key showing that it's official. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, you know, like, oh. a week later and then uncuffed. That's a, That means my DMs are open. <laughs> Direct messages. So, in other words, everybody's, you know, everybody can... Text these. Yeah. yeah. So, you've made an interesting point about uh, people wanting to look really good and putting their best foot forward because it does seem like 
Facebook and Instagram and all those things, they're these sort of showcases. Yeah, like exactly. everything's beautiful you all the time. You don't want to show like that's a. You don't want to show that anything's bad. Bad's going on. You know what I mean. So is that fake? Very. You know, I have honestly. I've, I'm. This is gonna be really honest. I really have a deep hatred for social media. Huh. And I feel like it's really um, it's ruined us a bit. It's made us care about people that that don't really matter. Explain that. You know, um, it's just uh, the problem with social media. Like I said before, how it tries to make you look good. I feel like by doing so, you're trying to fall. You're trying to when you go on social media, you get these feelings of like insecurity that you aren't good enough. Like you see it, for example, you see a picture of someone with like a like a five thousand dollar watch. You know, now you feel like I want that watch. Mm. But if social media existed, you wouldn't have to waste your time wanting that. You know, you're trying to fulfill things that don't need to be filled. And I feel like our generation especially is really marked by this where we are constantly trying to look our best, yeah. you know, to, to please people that don't really matter. Right. You know, it's this over-socialization where it's these people that will never help you in any way, but you think they're important. Yeah. Another thing about the social media thing, I feel like what's really important that people look at is, you know, everything revolves around a price tag, you know, like, oh, that's fake. I mean, you know. That's fake. Oh, you're poor. Or that's real. Oh, you're rich. You know, everything has a price tag on it. And that's not really important. So it's about commerce, you feel like, more than anything else. Yeah, that's else. what a lot of people care about. Like, you know, especially with music and stuff, you know, they always talk about the money they have and stuff. Cardi B idea yeah. of the Bojack Yellow, that just seems so superficial to me. And the messages that come through. Making money music, moves. Whereas when we were growing up, it was... Love songs. Who does love songs that you guys listen to now? A lot of people are big uh, XXX Tentacion fans. Okay. He's he's good. Um, he's he's actually um, they're more like breakup songs. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they're they're sad. They're sad, but he's great. He's great. So who's doing like important music? Trippy that you guys think oh, are oh like social? What do you mean like social conscious? Well, kind of like I mean I think of an album like Marvin Gaye's "What's Going On," which was all about um, the environment and about brotherhood and about peace and trying to end the war in Vietnam and you know. Now it's like you, my hoe, and I and I got and I got and my I side got, hoe. And I got the side, <laughs> side and hoe. And the bottom of my shoes are red. You yeah, know, I mean, exactly. What are you about? And that's and that does come back to Cardi B because that was something that really hit us is that it just seemed to be motivated by making money and getting a guy and getting this guy from some other girl and it was yeah. like it was kind of yeah. rough. Diary. David called me from University of Vermont. I was so surprised to pick up the phone after Susan yelled, Nancy, telephone. I had no sooner screamed into the receiver, I got it, hang up downstairs. When I heard a muffled, hello, at the other end, I said, David? And he said something like, Nance, how'd you know it was me? <laughs> I couldn't tell him that I was 17 years old, had never been called by a guy before, and because he happens to be one of the sweetest people I know, his voice is not one to be forgotten easily. Well, we had a nice talk, full of pauses, just like at school. I even love the pauses. It was so great hearing from him. I swear, I don't care what happens next semester or next year between us, as long as I can have happy memories like today. He called me. 
All I do know is that I love talking to him. I'm getting to the point where I just may do the things that I feel like doing and not worry about what he might think I think. Can you guys have good conversations with people that you don't agree with? How does that work? A lot of people, they can look very stupid when they don't know what they're saying. Like some people, <laughs> they, they jump, they tend to jump into conversations. Luca, you're so harsh. No, no, I'm kidding. Not realizing what they're saying, though. Like, they, you know, you'll be having a conversation with one person and maybe they'll overhear it across the room and jump in and try to say something stupid. Mm. Uh, I feel like people in school, especially our school, aren't really taught about how to argue, have an argument civilly. Mm. in a civil manner and I feel like some people can a lot of times where it's good and where it's clean there's no violence but some people are just ignorant and they don't know how to express themselves without resorting to anger and emotion yo diary my main problem is concerning Allison she's having another slumber party Roz is invited and I don't know if I am or not Probably not knowing Allison. Anyway, if I was invited, should I go? I don't really like her, and it would be pretending that I did. <laughs> she has never invited me to her parties, so why should she now? I really don't like her. She whispers too much, she tells lies about people, causes trouble between friends, and gossips. Better think about this one. Good night for now. Allison Green just called. She told me about a lot of things, and I did too. It was nice talking to her. She didn't say anything about her party. She did call back a minute later to ask for Joanne's address. Oh my God, I hope I'm invited. Oh God, let me be invited just this once. It seems stupid to be praying over a dumb thing like this with lots of kids praying to stay alive. We're the school shooting uh, generation. The school shooting generation, that hurts my heart. So you... It's terrible, but it started in, uh, you know, I would say 1998, yeah. Columbine, yeah. around that time. But uh, that's really what hit it off. You guys weren't even born then. Yeah. No, but we felt the effects. Like, every single one. Like, I distinctly remember uh, Aurora, Newtown, um, Vegas. Uh, um, and I feel like each generation really has this one issue that really brings them together. Whether for like the boomers, it was like Vietnam, or like the civil rights movement, like this is our, this is what we're fighting for, this is what we have to fight against, and it's really marked us. Us going to school and every day we're like, okay, are we going to get shot? And then us like looking at people that are new to the school. What? Now I yeah. remember hearing about somebody yeah. that came into the school. What? What was yeah. that? Tell me. Well, if I remember distinctly, there's this boy. Uh, last year, he's a new kid, and he come uh, repeatedly made like threats. He came from southern. He came from the southern states, and, you know, he was a racist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's threatened me. Yeah. Really? He's, yeah, he's threatened a couple kids. Um, He threatened one kid. He said, uh, I'm going to shoot you first because I don't like your hair. He called me the N-word. What? On his first day, we were in biology, and he was a new kid. So I, I'm a nice person. So I was like, hi, and then he just muttered under his breath the N-word. So, and yeah. Did, okay. Uh, all right. Did Was he reported to the to teachers? What happened with that? Yeah, he was reported, and then the administration talked to him, but they didn't take it super, like, seriously because I was the only one in the class, and my biology teacher, she was in the back. So they didn't really have, like, concrete evidence, but they kept him, like, on watch out, and also other people had complaints as well.
he he definitely had guns and yeah. his family had guns and there was this whole incident where everybody was at home or we like oh are we gonna are you gonna go to school the next day but they just they didn't let him go to school they i think they expelled him yo diary check this out every february african heritage house and kuumba that's the black student union they sponsor this african naming ceremony okay and you're supposed to renounce your white christian hated slave name for your pure god-given african name right well i'm not up for that i happen to like my name my brother named me for the nancy comic strip you know and she had an afro see i like that Man, I don't want to trade in Nancy for some fakey African name like Kwambizi or Urethra or something. And another thing, how is it that every African name that they come up with is Swahili for wisdom, grace, joy? It's always something positive and inspirational, you know? You mean to tell me not one of those names really translates to groin injury or something? And I will bet you that those newly named fake Africans will probably go on to become corporate lawyers or Republicans. And then the joke is, when that happens, they'll go running right back to those white Christian slave names, right? So as far as I'm concerned, they can Kwambizi my ass. There's a black student union now at Weehawken yeah. High School? Yeah. All right, let's talk. Tell me about that. Did you that. say you started it? Yeah, he's mm-hmm. president. Yeah, he's president. Mm-hmm. And what made you start that? To bring awareness to people about their culture, you know, their history as Americans, not even just black people. Really, like, you know, Nadine, she's Asian. We have, he's Hispanic. You know, I'm, I'm really about empowering the people and letting them know, being conscious about who they are as a person, that they're special and that they mean something. To truly be woke about... <laughs> About the world they live in and how they want it. They're gonna grow up in the 21st century. Um, there was also with with a bunch of like Hispanic students, people that were of darker like his darker um, hue. Yeah, like darker <laughs> of color, and they were Hispanic. And then they would be like, "Oh yeah, I'm white." And then that would, and then I would just look at them with this kind of face of like, "Well, you're not white." And they're like, "Yes, I am. I'm not black." Or when then they'll be like, "Oh, what's your race?" They'll be like, "Oh, I'm Dominican," or "Oh, I'm Puerto Rican." And it was like, "That's not a race. That's a nationality." So we just, with the Black Student Union that my brother made it, now a lot of people that have joined, like people, like my Dominican friends and mm-hmm. stuff like that, they now know that they are black. It's just the people that colonized the islands and the countries were just all, they just spoke a different language. That was it. Mm-hmm. But we were all Native people. We all, people of darker skin tone. We all came from Africa. So you are a black person. You just speak a different language than other people. So it does not mean that you're white. Because if you're going around and let's say someone is like, oh, yeah, I'm white. The society's going to look at you as if you're stupid. <laughs> They're going to be like, well, you're not white. And they're like, yes, I am. Yes, I am. And then you're just going to be looked at as someone that's crazy. Mm. So my brothers really help people understand their roots and like where they actually came from. Now, this black student union, is it only open to black students no, or no. students no. of color? Nadine, are you part of it? <laughs> yes, I am part of it. I'm uh, half Chinese and half Irish. Yeah, I um, I saw that. Um, the Black Student Union was becoming a thing, and I agreed with it. I I was happy that it was being encouraged and everything, but then I was even happier when it said students of all races mm. are um, allowed to join. And I, I mean, I knew that I was gonna join because cool. I, I I just enjoy like social movements and social um, communities and everything. <laughs> Activism, as you said before, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Luca? I mean, um, there were signs everywhere. 
in the bathroom and stuff. You know, you know. <laughs> what did the signs in the bathroom say? No, it was, you know, they joined the BSU signs, and uh, I looked at it, and I was like, this would be interesting. Mm-hmm. So I went to the first meeting. I was the only one there, me and Roland. What? Seriously? Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't go. And then, uh, oh. and then I became vice president. <laughs> and then um, another friend came, uh, Marcus, and then uh, it grew from there. And now we have a we have a fairly steady group. When I was going to college um, back in the 70s, there felt like a need for black student unions and, and whatnot, because in many cases, um, the number of black students or students of color on a campus colleges where I went and where Nancy Wyatt went, you know, they're mostly white. And just to have sort of a support system, hopefully. So there were there felt like a real social need for that. And here we are all these years later, and it feels like you guys still feel the same kind of need for that. Yeah, it's so, still needed. Yeah, tell yeah, me why. Like, you know, people still don't realize that people, you know, people can be insensitive and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that needs to be spread out, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Roses are red, Lincoln is dead, his cabin is empty, and so is your head. When you're old and out of shape, remember girdles are two ninety-eight. Hey! So here's the thing about the N-word, I'm glad you brought that up. Do you think that that word being so culturally sort of acceptable? No. Well, I, does that is that why you think white people feel like they can use it? Is that I mean I'm I'm just wondering I mean, what you guys think. Um, you know when you really observe how hip hop and rap has evolved, you can I feel like you know culturally currently it is the new rock and roll. You know hip hop I feel it's it's no longer street, it's no longer underground. I feel like it's what's mainstream, what's popular. It's what the kids are listening to. It's what the adults are listening to. It's just what people listen to. You know, I don't I don't like people saying it. It's just white, black. I just don't like the word. But I feel like um, you shouldn't get mad at people for it, be, for saying it. Only in that context, though. Not using it as an insult, which is just wrong. But using it in the context of a song, you can't get mad at them because it is what's popular. You hear it in the halls in my school all the time, you know. You, hear, you can hear someone yell it. But uh, if I were to yell to a white kid, yo, cracker, come here, I'd probably get in trouble. But, you know, if I were to yell the N-word, I'd just get a slap on the wrist from a teacher. And, you know, it's, that's something that I don't like. Yeah, that's interesting. So Cracker holds a heavier... No, no, I'm not saying it holds a heavier thing. It's just, uh-huh. you know, I'm not, I'm not even saying it's equally racist. I'm just yeah. saying that a racial term would be just as disrespectful. Okay. Right. Um, well, I tend to... My opinion on all this, because I'm not black, is um, it's not my place. You guys can have your certain opinions on it, but it's as a Chinese and white American, I'm not going to say it point blank period. It's not my place. I have no reason to say it. And because people, it is still used against people, even with like the A or the hard R. Um, right. Because is, some people feel that with the A, it's, it's a term of endearment. But also when we come to the, to the topic of slurs, um, I, I bring up to the point to people, it's not just the N word. And as a Chinese American, I wouldn't want someone calling me a chink. Mm-hmm. And that has happened to me. Mm-hmm. Like a Korean kid has called me a chink before. <laughs> and I had to explain to him that it's, it, it, it was made to like put down Chinese people. And he said, oh, well, all Asian Americans have had it said to them before. But I, people just, I feel like people just need to be way more educated on it. Because as long as you're putting yourself in the little bubble of, oh, well, it's in music, so why shouldn't I be able to say it? 
It's just that's that's a very ignorant way to look at it. Mm. I'm Hispanic. I don't call my Hispanic friends like you know spick or anything. Like I'm not. I don't say anything like that. But you know, with the N word, it's just more socially acceptable. People view it as that. But mm -hmm. uh, I just don't really feel comfortable when people say you know like, you know like I obviously go through with my day normally, but. But I you just, hear that in the halls. I mean, you hear yeah, people go, it, it's almost used like people used to say, hey, brother, hey, you know. Yeah, I, I yeah. hear it like three times a day. I've made a vital decision. From now on, I'm going to try to save up enough money to go to camp. I sent three letters to different camps on Saturday morning. I ought to be getting some response soon. I am going to make about $15 in, let's say, one and a half weeks and use that money to buy a candle-making kit. Then I can make candles and go to the flea market and sell them and try to make more money to save for camp. I'll make my own bank account sort of system where I put exactly how much money is deposited, withdrawn, and so on. The rules I have to abide by are one, don't borrow money. Two, don't spend money unnecessarily on things. And three, think positive. If I believe I can save enough money to go to camp, I can save enough money for camp. It's just so dull to sit around the house summer after summer doing nothing. Everybody's gone, it's terrible. This year's gonna be different. Horseback riding, swimming, art, music, camping trips, all packed in two fun-filled weeks. It must sound like a commercial, but that's how I feel. Well, that's our show. Special thanks to our guests, Luca, Nadine, Nia, and Roland from Weehawken High School. You guys rock. The Giles Files was created by Nancy Giles and Nancy Wyatt. Produced, directed, and edited by Nancy Wyatt. And recorded at our studios in Weehawken, New Jersey. Special thanks to Anne Roseborough, our future big name sponsors, whoever you are, we love you, and to Showbriz Studios in New York City. The stories from my diary are true. The names have been changed to protect me from myself. We'll be back really soon with another Giles Files, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs>